counteroffer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Tired of paying too much for your internet? Contracts and hidden fees got you down? Tired of supporting the same big cable companies that lobby against a free and open internet? Get Monkey Brains! Monkey Brains is a local internet provider who doesn't sell your data, bind you down with contracts, or trick you with hidden monthly fees. We're honest, local, and 100% net neutral. Residential internet for only $35 a month, business packages starting at $75 a month, Go to monkeybrains.net and sign up today. Asiento. Asiento. Take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays. Taco Tuesdays. First Wednesday, live jazz. Live DJs Thursday. Parties. The food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. See you. 
they'll drop the bomb. Mother, do you think they'll like the song? Try to break my balls Thank you for joining me here Tuesdays Beyond Our Comprehension. It's Clem. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday. Here we go. Pink Floyd's mother tribute to my mom. My birthday week, she put me here.
All right. Here I am, Clem, beyond our comprehension. Thank you so much. December 17th, two days before my birthday. And I got to get some things out of the way. You know what I got to do here, right? And so, if you don't mind, let's go ahead and take a word from our sponsors. Do you want to go to YouTube and you want to see something that you've never seen before? You want to know a story and a journey that is something that can inspire you? You want something that gives you hope in everything that's going on in the world and how bad everything could be? That there is something and a story out there that can really give you meaning and joy and hope of seeing somebody go out. After their dream, 100%, not 99%, not 99.9, You're out there right now, Mutiny Radio listeners and fans here beyond our comprehension. Can you do me a favor? Can you just make a mental note? Or if you want to, go ahead and, uh, you know, you can pause me for just a second. But I just want you to check out. Come back. But I want you to check out Norca on camera. Norca on camera, the story of a transgender male to female born in a small province in the Philippines, Santa Maria Bulacan. Her dream to come to America. Her dream to be able to live free and be free to be who she is. Not only on the inside, but show that and present that on the outside and live in a community that would accept her. And that story is amazing. I have an open mic, Clem's Castaways. Uh, it's Tuesdays, right, from 4 to 6 p.m. Hands down, there's not a person I've seen on stage that has come to any of them that can beat her comedy. She is hilarious. Because she sees life from a different perspective. Don't we all need? That's why you're here on Beyond Our Comprehension right now, right? You're, you want to see the world through the eyes of somebody else's perspective. So you grow as a human being. You grow spiritually. You connect to the network of the human species that we are. And so you have to do that by expanding your world into the world that surrounds globally and don't shut your off in your mindset. And so you look, Norica on camera, YouTube, Norica on camera, YouTube, Norica on camera, YouTube, Norica on camera, YouTube, Norica on camera. Please, she's the sponsor of the show. She's my wife. She is beautiful. I don't know why people always ask me, how did you... You shit, piece of shit, you, right? And all your shittiness end up with someone who's, I don't know. The angel smiled and Cupid put a bow around the world. And when it ended up, it hit me. And then the other end was tied to her. Norca on camera. As soon as you go there, you're going to just see a video pop up. The video is amazing. The video pops up and you get to see this transition. 
I don't know anybody. I mean, I can communicate and I can shoot a lot of videos and, you know, I take the art classes, I can get my A's, I can just listen and all I'm doing is parroting the same kind of instructions in a way of my own viewpoint. But to create, I mean, to be a creator, to put something together in your mind, to put a story together that you're living. Her Instagram is Norica on camera uh, or Norica star. You can find her out there. All you got to do is just go to YouTube and Norica on camera. And please, please like, subscribe, and share her experience. It's amazing. All right. Another one of our sponsors is Clem's Castaways. Clem's Castaways open mic from 4 to 6 p.m. here at Mutiny Radio, 2781 21st Street, San Francisco, California, in the Mission District, on the corner of 21st Street and Florida, Mutiny Radio, a sponsor of every show as they put the collective together so we can come in and put our dues in and let our voice shine on the radio so you can listen live, so we can bring you information, right? So we can give you everything that you need to know about what's going on, not only in the microcosm of San Francisco, right? And that's a huge, important viewpoint, isn't it, everybody? Do you know the world sets a lot of their viewpoints on what happens in the technology and the social apparatus of San Francisco. We are a shining light to many, many people around the world. You can see that here in the Mission District. We're Mutiny Radio on the corner of 21st and Florida, right across from Donatera's Market. Just tacos to die for. I go there, get the $3 taco with the carne asada on it, and I get the handmade masa in there because it's only the way to go. And it's not a gut truck taco. It is authentic. And you can have it if you like. Caliente. If you like it. They've got three different styles of salsa there. Mutiny Radio. Come in for Clem's Castaways. 4 to 6 p.m. Long sets. Put 10 minutes together. Today, in the 4 to 6 p.m. When Clem Castaways go on. It's a call out for the bluest material right? How much offended can we be? How shocked can we be? I want to see what the local comics can do to put together. And I want it shock and awe like Armageddon on the stage of every topic and everything. And it's recorded live and it goes out. People can listen to it because I want everybody to get beat up with perspectives, different perspectives. I want us to get immune to the point and get us more laughter. Clem's Castaways, a sponsor of Beyond Our Comprehension. I'm giving a shout out to Harborside, Oakland. One of East Bay's most outstanding dispensaries. They are not a paid sponsor of the show here, they don't pay me at all. And everybody knows, if you know Clem, that I do not recommend anything that I do not use personally. Today I picked up California Dreaming. 
cannabis-infused pomegranate drink. That's right, it's got 10 milligrams of sativa THC. Zero milligrams of CBD, and it tastes so good that it's got me just understood that if I want a drink before each show, I'm going to Harborside and I'm grabbing me a brand of the various pomegranate. I think it's like cranberry and apple cider. They got two more. Right now, 50% off. That's right. Only $6. You go in, take $6, buy two. Don't forget your tax. For those of you that are out there that want to enjoy some kind of refreshment, and it is just like sparkling, mm, sparkling juice. It doesn't have any bad aftertaste. It's California dreaming. California dreaming at Harborside today. Get out there and spend some six bucks. Get to and on your way. That's right. It's 50% off at Harborside. And so I picked one up. It's my birthday week. Thursday it is, but I got to do my birthday on the show. So that's what I'm doing. I'm celebrating. I've got me a California Dreamin' pomegranate. I love it. And that's going to carry me for a nice couple of hours, maybe. If anything goes wrong, if I start going uh, a little bit out of course with the ship, that is no problem at all. I can correct that course. I picked up the Atlas Cannabis Infused Granola Clusters. That's right. This one is dark chocolate with hazelnut indica hybrid. They know what they're doing. Do you understand what is being carried at Harborside? Hey, they know what they're doing. And it's amazing. You get four pieces in there. It's 80 milligrams of THC. Dark chocolate. You know dark chocolate is good right? You can go Google Scholar, look up dark chocolate, look up the benefits of it. Atlas is not going to make you a product that is not going to be good for you and give you the relaxation. That's why I got the Indica. You know me, you listen to my shows before I get up and get back down. I get up and get back down. I got a lot of energy, right? It goes a whole week before I get to speak to you. And by the time I get down in those four hours, I put everything out there. Whoo! And then I can go on, right? I can go on for another week and get it going. But that's it. It's the birthday week. And I'm so happy. Great co-sponsors of the show here. Um, and I look forward to it. Today's topic ah you know i've bounced around bounced around wait one more shout out all right over in you know where you are berkeley in the berkeley area this is the show you want to be that's right beyond our comprehension if you got time off come over the bar come over here sit down for two hours in the beyond our comprehension podcast Let's talk about the issues that are going on with climate change. Let's talk about what we can do. Let's talk about how we can educate our children. Let's talk about how we can get out there. I know the people who are doing it. I 
I know the people who are doing it. Isn't that so great? I know the PhDs that are going on. I know the candidates are out there that are putting through the grind, that are going through, that are putting the strife in there so they can be so great, so they can push the boundaries of where we are in our technologies and what we are doing so we can better our world. Marta! Marta! Marta, you can do it. You are the best I know. I work with you and I got to tell me you show up me every time in my intellect because you've got the spirit and the passion to go correct. You're pushing yourself and that's what you got to do. Don't worry about doubting. Everybody loves you. We got big hugs for you in your doctoral approach. Keep going, girl. You are loved the most. You got the brain to handle it. Just let your stress out. Just go ahead and have a party tonight. Scream and shout. You'll get through your finals. You'll get through all you have to do. You'll get through. And when they put that doctorate on you, I can't wait to shout out your name, Dr. Marta. Woo! I don't know anybody else that could do it the same way. Marta, we love you. You got this. Shout out. Keep pushing. And that's for anybody that are out there that are grinding and putting the push in for their education or they're trying to get that job in the career and the career. And it's hard work. It is. It's hard work. It is. So I understand it is hard work to get your job. It's hard work to hold a job. It's hard work to get all those things done. It is. It's hard to be out there and network and deal with people, you know, that you don't know, right? And you've got to put yourself like, you know, on display like produce so they can kind of look uh, and they're always going to find the bruise spots, right? They're always going to find those areas like, well, what about this? You just got to believe, look, everybody wants you to succeed. Everybody wants you to succeed. You can do it. The biggest limitation is getting over the limitation that you have on yourself. Not believing that you can do it. And you got to be able to kick the naysayers bus, be, uh, to the side, right? Everybody will say you're crazy or they will just wonder in awe. But you know yourself, you have the energy and the voice inside you to carry on. And you know it. You know it. You know it. If you just stopped your whole life right now, not if you're in traffic, don't do that. Right? But if you just took a self-assessment right now, if you just say, right? Did you ever see that on, on the expanse, right? Where the protomonocle goes and then everything's just expanded apart and everything's steel, dead. And you can take inventory of everything that's going around you, right? You can do that. And you can listen to your voice and you can go, hey, let's have a conversation. Hey, sometimes that's what, just what you got to do is you just got to sit down with a voice inside your head, your gut feeling and go, hey, let's have a conversation. We know that this was, is what we can do. Now, where we find our passion within it? That's the main thing. The hardest thing for your career is finding the end of your career and working backwards to the start point. That's what you have to do. When I was tutoring at Sacramento City College with my fellow peers, a lot of people will just be like the first people that start to listen to this podcast and you will not like me. You won't. One, I'm going to give you an impression that I'm just a white, elderly, 
no, not, I'm middle-aged male, white middle-aged male, right? You're going to think that I was from a privileged background or something. And you're going to put together a story, but then what happen is more and more you listen to the podcast and more and more that um, you, you start to go to the website beyondourcomprehension.com and, and you go there and start going through the inventory of, of the videos because I don't know about a lot of the other podcasts, but this one is being recorded also within the studio. Uh, and so you get to see the full, uh, I guess, theater production, you could say. Sorry, I had a little back up of California Dreamin' Pomegranate, which is really nice. I kind of like that. So today's show, that's kind of what it was just like, what do you do? Last show, and it was heavy. Last show was heavy, you know. It was, it was um, you know, you, you guys know you can always go to that website, Suicide Prevention, right? You can just, or text, uh, I think it's 741, 741. Just make sure you go Google it, text, and then just start your conversation there, right? But it's holidays time, and if you're doing a career there, and you, you know, you, the bills are coming the first of the year, you, you don't know if you're going to be able to stay in your place or not. Every, you're not alone. You're not alone. I'm going to see what I can get. Let's see here. Oh, what happened there? So I'm trying to see, but I don't know if I can't hear that plane. And that's a shame. I was trying to get my computer to play here. But all that is is just you know, figuring out which one it comes into. You figure it would be one of them. I would get it here, huh? I don't know. Yeah. What do you know? Let's see. I don't hear it going out here. So I'm just going to go ahead and stop it. And uh, I'll stomp it, and then I'll see how I can get it uh, going. Morgan at Harborside. Did I, guys, did I? Oh, uh, yeah. That's, uh, so the, the people who subscribe to the website Beyond Our Comprehension uh, will have a Patreon uh, link there. It's only $1 a month, and that helps uh, us pay the bills here at uh, the radio station so I can get the full four hours there. And it's it's anything uh, helps you can donate more, uh, but you can go to beyond our comprehension, uh, website. There'll be, uh, the videos there and a link for Patreon and $1 will do it. And $1 gets you subscription to the behind the scenes, the production theater, uh, workup of the show. And so we hope that you like that and it helps us, uh, basically convince, uh, the sponsors that we've got people listening that uh, want to make a change, that they want to enlighten themselves, they want to understand things from a di different person's perspective. And what a better perspective today to have than my birthday week. Oh, so many times I should not be here at this moment talking to you on the radio. That is a guarantee. Oh, pomegranate. They are right. Pomegranate California Dreaming is really amazing. It, it is good. I'm going to take my 
headphones off here, but it's nice. I like it. You can pick up a pre-roll. They have $5 pre-rolls there at Harborside. Harborside. Morgan. I walked in there today. You know, I'm getting my stuff for my birthday show here. And uh, Morgan was there. I walked up to Morgan and I'm looking here. I'm like, brother, thank you. Uh, you know, you spent that time with me when I w walked in there and I was converting to the CBD. I was getting off the the high THC and and really trying to to give the um, CBD a try. And he took me through an education there like I couldn't got if I went to a classroom and paid for it. Um, laboratory tested on all the uh, everything marked on there, simple pill form, and they had a deal running where it was like 50% off for the CBD, and it was a CBD low THC mixture, and I started, and three months into it, right, three months into it, uh, let me just tell you what uh, I can do now. Uh, Monday, I went back into the gym, and now I can close my hands again and put them around a bar and I actually did a chest workout it is I can't tell you how long it's been from you know all the spinal procedures and the surgeries from the accident and now and you know still I was having so much pain and I went in there and I talked to Morgan I said you gotta help me please I beg you tell me what to do and he gave me the information in there. And here I was. I went back in. This is my birthday week, right? And I like went in there. I'm like, Morgan, bro. <sighs> Dude, I'm like, that education you gave me, I'm like three months into it. You saw me when I could, I could barely walk in there. The pain was so bad. Uh, you know, barely grasp things and hold them in my hands. You know, the joints moving, everything, everything was going bad. And now here I am three months later into the CBD treatments and I am a new animal. I'm back in the gym. I am what I weigh in today, 221. So from 387 pounds, I am now 221 and I am 13 pounds lighter than I was when I married my wife. That is That has been my goal is to, is to just be the best me that I could be, the best career I can get, in shape the best, just give her the most to make her happy because she deserves it. She is my drive. She hates me sometimes. Well, that's just, everybody hates me. That's, you know, I, I, take, I take more than uh, garlic powder, pepper, and salt to go down for sure, right? But I got... I got nothing but love, dear, seven days a week. I got nothing but love, dear, even though sometimes you hate me. I push you hard, I know I do. I just want to be the best for you. It's difficult with my brain injury, but don't you see how pleasure it is to be married to me, cause I got nothing but love, dear, seven days a week. Now that may be the California dreaming right there, catching up to me right there, 
California dreaming. Six dollars, buy it for three. Fifty percent off at Harbor Side. Thank you, Morvin, for giving me a new life, a new spring in my step. That's right, I jumped. Jump up. All right, so what was going on after last week's show? Put a lot of resumes out there. Talking with a lot of recruiters. Recruiters, that's my family out there. My contract recruiters. People say they hate them. I love them. You do not know how hard of a job they have. And as a lot of the database, I'll get recruiters that call me that are like, hey, I, you know, you're in our database. And, and they'll see in the database, it's like, guy is jolly. He loves life. And he's got friends he can recommend to different jobs right? I am an asset and I try to be an asset to them. I put together now uh, a weekly summary. Here's the summary of Clem uh, for the resumes going on for the jobs that I'm interviewing for. And I tell them and they know it's been chaos and they, they love it because the, res the calls are coming in nonstop and I've got interviews now scheduled all the way through the first of the year. So thank you, Mutiny Radio. Why do I say that? You know, when you go into some kind of a post-traumatic stress, uh, you have anything that goes on in your life, especially with my accident, having the cardiac death, and then, you know, experiencing what I did in the afterlife, that only being the only thing I remember, not even remember except carrying the bike downstairs and then dealing with that. And of course I went into the mental health to there they could ground me and guide me right through that kind of chaos um but one thing that they don't let you to talk about when you're in those group sessions and that is talk about my death right of experience in the afterlife and then talk about of course the constant thoughts and a lot of people constant have thoughts of of suicide they have a traumatic uh experience to them as a young child and it carries forward it's just something that you know, I guess maybe in the genetics, right? It, it could spear on for however it is. Mine was, was early trauma in my life. Uh, but you don't talk about those things. And Muni Radios, where it has allowed me to be able to join the collective and have a voice where I didn't have before, where I was denied to be able to share my stories in group. And in that, I couldn't heal. And being able to come here and tell the stories horrible as they may seem and amazing as they are in the way it has been the best for me personally because I don't have anybody that's just trying to put me in and out in 15 minutes right and you know there's a lot of people out there in the San Francisco area maybe even right here in the Mission District where you know god you're right I can't I need to get a voice out. I need to, oh, fuck this shit. That's right. Fuck this shit. I need to yell. I need to be able to share my passion so that way I can keep an even kill. And I can't do it within a, a large boundary of society where you're a number and profit, where you're in for and they don't, you know, it's like you have to, it's like, I don't know. It's like they're scanning groceries going through a line and they're just another number and you, they don't have time. And people, one thing they cannot deal is I can sit there with everyone that they've sat me with and I'll just ask them. I'm like, well, what do you, what do, you do about 
you know, this, you know, this afterlife and the death thing. And they, I'm like, and then that's it. It's, it's silence. There's no answer. I'm like, well, who, who else can I talk to? And then there's silence and there's no answer. And the reason is that because they've never experienced anything like that and they don't understand how, you know, it, it changes the chemistry in the brain, how it unlocks different areas in the brain and how, how it made me to be able to be a better me, actually, which is so amazing. So I wish I do a lot of times I could just put that, that in appeal and share it. But... You know, you can't do that because that pill would come up with a warning label and go, oh, all this other stuff is attached to it. But that's what got me to there. Everything from my birth and, and then losing my mom uh, at nine, she had her blood disease. And then having the the father commit, who uh, remarry the stepmother and her being abusive and then me running away and then finally begging to go into the military and... There's just been a procession of me overcoming obstacles and that change has basically created who I am is why there's many of obstacles are working hard that that I'm like, well, that doesn't phase me. People just don't understand why I'm like, well, you probably haven't lived my environment. And that's just the truth. And because I've lived in my environment and I've overcome so many things in the early aspects of my life. Now, in the, you know, as I go forward, having, which I hope nobody has to go through because it's not a guarantee that you get a second chance. I've had cat's lives plus nine, right? That's why, you know, my, my diet is very important to me. The physical exercise is very important to me. My mental education is very important to me. Going out and striving to be the best is important to me. Um, all of that is important to me so that way I can finish this full sculpture of who Clem is, right? In order to be the best I can to the person I love the most in my relationship. Isn't that awesome? You want a piece of that? Hmm? You want that cake and eat it too? I love life. Golly, to stand here and talk to you after almost 48 years, almost at the half, free, half century mark, right? And to look back and go, holy shit, look what I've gone through. Holy shit, what an asshole I was. Holy shit, look what I could have done. Holy shit. Oh, look who I love. Just a lot of holy shits going on, right? So much holy shit, you better call a plumber. But then I get to be here, and now I get to do the shout out of the people who aren't co-sponsors, but I give them as much of a brotherly love from other mothers as I can. Brother Mark, Brother Chris, Brother Mike, Officer Serwick, Sergeant Camacho, brothers and sisters in the UCD medical team, whoever the cardiac god. If you ever watch Grey's Anatomy, right? And then they always talk about, oh, he's the thoracic. He's like the cardiac god, right? When he came into the room to visit me, you know, he was like, what the fuck happened to you? 
I'm like, I don't know. I was just, I mean, I was working out all the time and like two, three days. I was doing road things and everything. I'm like, I did have some left arm pain though. And, 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 you know, I kind of ignored that a little bit. I'm not kidding. It was, it was intense left arm pain. He's like, well, well, you know, I had a heart attack, you know, but like the team behind him, like every, I've never seen that. It was like a movie. That every word that was came in, that came out of his mouth, all the residents and everybody that was behind him, they were just looking at him. They looked down, and everybody was just on everything that he ever said, right? And I said, "Well, you know, I just, I guess I was just, you know, I was working out. I was trying to stay healthy." He's like, "Well, that's a, that's the only thing that saved your life." He says, "The only thing that saved your life was was doing everything you did, because by the time I had that heart attack, I was two hundred thirty four pounds, right, down from three hundred eighty seven. I has moving and grooving." Because I started to educate myself at Sacramento City College. And when I pulled that AS degree in nutrition, I'm like, oh, wow, I sure have not been living this life like I probably need to. And, you know, I, uh, that was just it. All I needed was an education. Isn't that amazing? That's pretty much all we need in life is just really an education. You get an education and everything kind of, you know, changes around. And you can get your education from anywhere. Another shout out would be my Nana and Papa that made sure that they kept us in books. Tons of books. No computers in those days. Right? So everything you got was from the students encyclopedia, the world book encyclopedia or, or no, it was a world book. And then I think, anyways, there was a lot of books, right? Reader's Digest collections. They w- were so poor in farmers that all they wanted to do is win that Egg McMahon Publishers Clearing House. And so they put money into books. I mean, they were book poor. And you could just see the stacks uh, that we cleared out from the back room, just books and books and books and books. Just trying, and then matter of fact, there was one time that they brought us over for dinner. They invited us, my wife and I over for dinner, my first wife, and uh, they were just so sure that they were going to win, and Ed McMahon was going to show up that day, that night, you know, that, uh, you know, that is the way it was, but I think we had like 30 sheets where we had to send letters back out saying, uh, you know, the person has passed away, please (laughs) delete the name from your mailing list. And, you know, do you want any of these books back? Because there's no way you'll get paid. Um, If you need money, go see Ed McMahon. But they were California dreaming. You want to hear a story of uh, Joseph and Mary, you can hear a story of Earl and Effie. Earl and Effie, Effie got pregnant out of wedlock, so they had to elope from Arkansas all the way out here to California. They had to live in a barn because, you know, at that time, we're talking, you know, what, 40s? 30s, 40s. Yeah, probably around there. Um, At that time, you know, nobody had big houses. Nobody couldn't afford it. It wasn't rich times. So everything that they had out there, 
was basically like little shacks. So anything that was extra was given to the animals. That's what, you know, if you didn't have much wood, you, you built what you had so you could have a little place for your family. And then the rest, you put cover over the animals because that's how you're going to eat that and farm. And so they came out here and they had my mother, you know, lived in a little stable. I don't know how bad it was. It, it was probably fixed up. My papa was pretty good with carpentry. But, uh, you know, from the, for the shame of the family, they had to elope back in those days. And it's sad because I, I read through all the letters of the family back there and great-grandma Willie. Oh, great-grandma Willie, how strong could she be? Husband dies, have all her kids. Her oldest son dies. And then Papa Earl, he, at 14, had to take over railroad uh duties by driving team and because he was a farmer he was a young kid only i think he was 13 14 but because he had worked on a farm he knew he can he could handle a horse team and so he got an extra nickel i probably said that before but he got an extra nickel but you know thank goodness they had that baby in the in the manger and uh and then my mom uh met my dad and that's like, that's like a Cinderella story, uh, but it's not. So it was a high school sweetheart story. And they did. I, matter of fact, I have uh, in this little box where I, sometimes I do my, my ancestral meditation. Some people would call it voodoo. Um, you know, I just call it just, you know, keeping in the spirit of ancestrians. And uh, just being able to respect where you came from and knowing the whole story. And so I have the, uh, I have the, the journals there, right? The yearbooks there, my mom and dad's. And, and uh, special, special love. High school sweethearts, you know, he gets called off to war. And you can't write this better, right? It's just the way the movies are. And, uh, you know, because it's life. That's a great the best movies are the ones that are true movies about life, aren't they? They're just friggin' amazing that way. And, uh, you know, they, uh, they were great. They did what they needed to do. They knew how to procreate because I'm here. Birthday week. That's right. Yeah, they knew how to procreate. And uh, I'm much better for it. So uh, I thought I'd go ahead and do a little bit of tribute today just have a little fun right nothing wrong with having a little bit of fun you have to that's that's the way you got to live you see you got to live with fun And so let's enjoy today with some music from the year of my birth.
All right. Have you ever seen the rain? You know, that's the way kind of life goes, right? You get sunny. Sh- I got sunny skies right now, but all I feel is rain inside. I'm trying to put on a smile like a clown to everybody, but I'm living a mask of a shadow to illuminate my soul. All right, that was just Bob Dylan taking over me right there. I think that's what it was. That was, that was, you know, uh, I think it was a Diamond Dallas Dave, right? Put him on his journey after reading a book, spreading his mind and enlightening him and educating where we can be as connected people in life. And that's kind of the way that I see the world right now. And always uh, going forward is uh you know it's just kind of one world it doesn't matter how we're separated by our financial status it doesn't matter how we're separated by our environment around the the globe i mean what we have is basically an empathy for each other in the human race and that's should be spirited and you know where that's not it should be corrected and uh i want to give you a little bit of a of a shout out here so i'm gonna set this up uh, I went to a Save the Planet, uh, basically kind of a, a talk at Indie Bio, and Independent Bio is a cohort that basically is a, a, gives the opportunity for people and great scientists, mind, scientific minds out there to start their journey in, in a progress to make the world better uh, by, you know, delivering their product uh, to markets and, and uh, you know, allowing their workspace to to foster hope in order to solve a lot of the things that we're all worried about. And that's kind of, you know, uh, an accelerated change in, in our climate. And the, the lack of technology in organisms that aren't us, uh, where they can't survive uh, with that drastic kind of an acceleration in the, the things that are happening to the planet. Um, and it's amazing because we have the ability, we just need to foster that ability in each one of us to understand that, you know, there's no fear for us to question and go forward, but we all have a collective mind to put together and problem solve. And we can, we can basically put profit and planet protection together. It it really is. We can do the three P's, right? Profit, protection, and a planet. 
right? Because everybody has to make a profit. Nobody can make technology without having to be able to pay for the technology, for the creation, for the minds, the scientists that are, you know, grueling days and days, sometimes without sleep in order to be able to, to do the things that's needed in order to serve the planet for the years of generations that are coming. I mean, these are global thinkers, future thinkers. And, uh, you know, it's not easy. And so, you know, it's great that Indie Bio has a place like that uh, for, you know, the cohort. So we're, uh, I believe it's t- uh, two a year, um, if I'm not wrong. But uh, uh, I think what was said is out of 400 uh, that may apply, they'll pick 15 of that. I can be wrong, but you can go to their website and uh, you can go ahead and submit, you know, your idea and see if you can get picked too. Uh, but it would be great if everybody's could overcome the internal fear and put down what they what they think in their head and their gut and what their voice tells you on paper and have that idea be submitted forward to see if you out there who we need can help us you know combat this accelerated change so i was there and i saw some people that are uh, living on the street and so I got my camera out and because I too was homeless, I wanted to talk to them and let me see if I can get some of this. And we like to talk about, and today we're here, we're here in front of Indie Bio where I'm going to be going to a Save the Planet uh, seminar and kind of information that they're doing for all the biotech companies and right across the street. I want to say hello to some people that are kind of dear to my heart because of the time I was on the street. And so we're going to suck it up and I'm going to talk to some fellow San Francisco's, right, about what it's like to live their life day to day. Maybe you don't know because it's beyond your comprehension, but not anymore. Let's say hello to our first guest. Hi, what's your name? Hi, my name's Holly. Hi, Holly. I'm Clem from Beyond Our Comprehension. Can you first tell me, are you from San Francisco originally? No, I'm originally from Ohio. From Ohio? Yeah. Okay, now, what brought you out here? Of course, um, a boyfriend when I was young. Okay, love. Yeah. Love from the yeah. heart. Yeah. Do you regret it? No. Good. No. Good. No, you I followed your heart. Yeah. And so how long have you been here? Um, I've been here God, since 2009. 2009. Yeah. So some years now. Right. Yeah. Now, have you always been in one location or have you moved around San no, Francisco? moved around. I've lived in Oakland uh, for a while. Um, we actually just recently got evicted um, from one of these SROs over here. Uh-huh. Um, I've been waiting to share this story with anybody that will listen. Please. Um, <laughs> Please do. You know, because it's just really, San Francisco gets so much money for housing to house people, it, but where is it really going? Because look at all of us out here on the street still. We went to a navigation center, which is like a shelter, um, but I'm married, so me, my husband, and my dog, you know, the navigation center accepts accepts couples like that and doesn't make you separate and things of that nature. You can take your dog there. Uh Uh-huh. We stayed at the Navigation Center for 11 months. 
How was Waiting it? to get housed. How was that navigation center for you? It was okay. Um, All right, so let's put it this way. Go. Give me, give me, give me three pros about it. Three things that you really liked about it. Um, the, okay, compared to other shelters, there's no curfew. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, you can um, stay gone from the shelter for up to 72 hours. Okay. And without checking, you have to check in at least once every 72 hours, or or you'll lose your bed. But um. You know, they offer a lot of service support services and stuff like that. Um, and they really they really do house a lot of people. Um, we, me and my husband both were, were working part-time. Um, we still are working part-time. We work for UPS. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, we've been there for four years now. Um, so they put us in this SRO called the Henry Hotel right down the street. Uh-huh. And... <laughs> Hi, sir. At the time we filled out our rental agreement, they told us it was going to be X amount of money. We went to pay rent the next day, and um, they said they made a mistake on the rental agreement, and it's really going to be this amount of money, which is, they originally said 353 and then it, they said it 553 now, like I said, we were working at part-time at UPS, and our hours fluctuated a lot because it wasn't busy time there, you know. And um, they were charging us more for rent than what we were even making. Nobody from the city would help me. Nobody would adjust our income. And long story short, we ended up getting evicted in the end, um, just in October. But they're supposed to be helping homeless people get housed and stay housed but yet they don't they really don't you know and um so I was trying to be proactive when we first got evicted and everybody um my caseworkers and everybody said go to one two three tenth street and have, take this assessment and you'll go from there so how are how are the assessments geared toward well, it's, it's really easy. It's really short. They just ask you some basic questions. Um, they want to know basically about your past, I guess, and how long you've been homeless because they say chronic homeless people are the ones they want to get off the street the most. Mm -hmm. So they also ask things like, have you ever been a victim of domestic violence? Have you ever traded sex for a place to live, um, things of that nature. It, it's real short. They ask about 10 questions. And at the end of it, they tell you if you're a priority to get housed or not. Well, it turns out we both were. Um, so the lady tells us, you go celebrate, right? You'll have your keys to another place within eight days. This is guaranteed. Come back tomorrow morning and you'll meet with somebody and he'll tell you, all the further details so we go the next morning we're so excited and he tells us um i just seen in the system that you were just evicted from the henry hotel for non-payment of rent um not even a month ago so i can't help you you're no longer eligible for city housing oh, and no. this and all this other stuff you know and i told my case manager that and they they work for the same company which is ecs ecs community services okay yeah. and um she tells me that he's full of shit <laughs> that everything that he told me was a lie and that i need to appeal it and so basically there's one guy 
one guy that does all the housing, you know, through the CAP office, through the GA office, and through ECS. And I guess the buck stops with him. Apparently, he can pick and choose who he wants to house and who he doesn't because we took the assessment just like everybody else. And, you know, there's other things on there that there's other, you know, questions on there. And there's other things that make us eligible for priority housing other than how long have you been homeless, right. you know. And we didn't lie. They never asked us if we were evicted or had just been housed or any of that. They never asked any of those questions. It was, okay, it wasn't on the right. assessment no. to begin with, huh? No. So mm. we didn't lie, you know. We didn't, um, it's just really, it's, it's really messed up. And I don't think that people in San Francisco really realize how hard it is um, once you get in this cycle, you know. I work nights at UPS. I get here, I get off work, and it's about 6.30 in the morning, and I just get here, I just want to sit down, and DPW and the cops are telling us, everybody get up, tear your tents down, we gotta spray the street over here, and they do that every morning. And if you don't move, they'll throw your stuff away, or spray you with the hose, or it's really messed up. Wow. It's really, so when am I supposed to sleep, and where? Right. You know? I can't even go to a regular shelter because of the hours that I work. So, because right, so they're they they're certain maybe they have like how do I ask this question. So maybe some of the shelters have certain staffing limitations, which which limits the hours that people can come and go and work. Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely, definitely, huh? Yeah, yeah. The, sh the basic shelters aren't open during the day. You just go there by a certain time. You have to check in at like a certain time in the evening. And then you have your bed for the night, you know. So there's but no I don't way to bed at the night. Yeah. I work at night. There's so. no way to rotate shift work right, through right. if it's not open exactly. 24-7. And we live in a 24-7 world. Exactly. Right? And, you know, like his case manager told him to quit working so he could get on GA so we could become eligible for GA housing. Uh -huh. And he told us that a long time ago when we were living at the Henry but I told him that that sounds crazy. That sounds ass backwards to me. We're both recovering addicts. We worked really hard to get our job and keep our job. Right. You you want us to quit so we can get on GA to be eligible for housing? And this is a case manager telling him this, and I'm like, that's not. Probably good in their advice, weird, you know? twisted way, that's they like, were trying to think of the fastest route know, to help I you, know, huh? I know. But how 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 horrible backwards you are as when I you know. think of that it's because just, it's terrible. it takes so hard to raise yourself up every morning to work yeah. at any cost, right? Yeah. And it does, right? You all know that out there. That's not like it's foreign. It at any cost it takes work to get up to work, right? Imagine when you have to do it when you have to worry about Police coming in and, you know, the police have to do their job. They've got to serve the public. So they've got to, you know, make sure everything is good. You've got retail around, you know, but you've got people without places to live that work different works. And you guys know this just like I do. When you work graveyard or something, you get off, right? You have to get some sleep. you got to get seven hours. Even if you're on the street, you need that seven hours for your immunity. Many times we're standing and we're doing this and you guys can't see as I'm, you know, playing back to the, the video here. But how many uh, cars 
almost hit the people who are out there living on the street. Uh, this was a street off of six uh, and Jesse. So it was off of six and Jesse and, uh, you know, they need food out there. They need food out there. They need, uh, you know, some holiday hope out there. Um, they need a place where they can get off the street with their animal. They got a beautiful dog where they can get off the street with their animal. Animals, you know, was sick when I was there throwing up. No money for vet bills, but they deserve to be a family. She deserves to be with a person she loves. They deserve to have the jobs that they do, and they deserve a home. God. They deserve not to have to go through this. And I'm, in, you know, I'm in the irony of here I am standing in front of Indie Bio, where you know Corhotes are getting two hundred and fifty thousand dollars with their scientists and their PhDs, and you know they're raising hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars for their technology. And so I asked them later on. And you'll get that when we get to is, is how is it living, you know, in that area? But there's just such an irony and such a tragedy when it is out there. And all you want to do is be safe. When I was out there, all I wanted to do is be safe. I just didn't want nobody to harass me when I was sleeping out there. I just wanted to read my books and study the way I, I needed to do. I just needed to find a gym, like, you know, the 24-hour fitness I was going to where I can use the bathroom and shower. And, I, you know, I, I just need to be human. Just need to be human. And that's what this story is. This is humanity. You're seeing something through perceptions of eyes that you have never seen. Unless you've been on the street, it's beyond your comprehension to understand what they're going through. So let's hear some more. Especially if, you're, if you don't have stable housing. My it's goodness. Really hard. Wow, that's some great stories right there. Now, do you really have to move everything every day? Every day. Every day. Every single day. Wow. And so that limits basically your possessions. Well, some, days, some days they don't come. Uh, they at first they were coming like every day, but see, me and my husband we um we lived in this neighborhood for a while, and we lived here a long time ago, so we know a lot of people down here, and we're friends with the owner of the store, and we're friends with the owners of this parking lot, and we do everything in our power to make sure that. Whoever is down here in a tent keeps it clean, keeps it, you know, my husband's pretty much the police of the tents down here. Well, that, you know? that is good. Because, I, that is nice know, to meet you, sir. Then. If we don't do what we're supposed to do and what we should do, they'll make us leave. Right, you care for the territory you're in, yeah. so that way you can take care of it and stay, yeah. isn't it, huh? Yeah, so because of that, because the businesses don't complain so much, um, they don't come here as much as they do other places I know yeah but um when they do come sometimes it, it just depends on who the workers are that day you know but sometimes they can be real assholes and sometimes they can be really cool you know it just depends do you do you get much interaction at all I mean obviously if you have to sleep kind of most of the day to get your nice up you really don't but do right, you get, exactly. <laughs> do you get much interaction with any of the other businesses that are around here 
A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they um they've come to know us, you know, a little yeah. bit. And um you know, they have a lot of events there and they'll bring out their extra food to us and stuff like that, which is really nice. Is it really? Do they? Yeah. At Indie Bio, then, huh? Uh huh. That's good. Yeah. Because I'm also interviewing to see if I want to apply to that company as a company. I don't even know what it is, to be totally honest with you. I have no idea, but I know a lot of people go there and it's popular, whatever it is. So, Uh, can I give you a little background about it? So, you are housed right next to one of. That's the end of that section of the video. And, <coughs> excuse me, that, you know, that happens with a lot of the people that are on the street. They're just trying to find a safe place so they can, you know, create the comfort of a family wherever they are. And it doesn't take a need to know of who's around, but it is nice to know that, you know, after the events, that India Bio has it, they they have it. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, do you realize what great people are being grown up in this generation? As terrible as it is for the accelerated change that we've done from fossil fuels and, and industry and waste, that we still are cranking out homo sapiens that are driving themselves insane with knowledge so that way they can do something globally on a global scale. Thank you, IndieBio, for being there, for doing what you do. How about we go ahead and uh, take a little bit of music on the show birthday. Show, the birthday show. That's what we got right now. Isn't it, isn't it just a birthday show right now? That's right, you're so much more than a woman, Norca, more than a woman to me. Check out our sponsor, Norca on Camera. Go to YouTube, Norca on Camera. Follow the story of male to female transgender post-operation. She gives you everything, the truth. She is my love, my sweetheart. She is my oxygen.
Mmm, you're more than a woman to me. You make me wanna believe. so glad that the universe blessed us with women and this person here telling you her story is more than a woman she is strength and she is going to share share a lot more of that story let me see if I can get this going here of a multi-million dollar company okay. that's in the biotech industry. Okay. And what it does is it fosters offices for entrepreneurs like me who have a degree in biology and biotech uh -huh. to take our ideas and get patent through wow. them and get investments. And it's very competitive and they select only 25 or 15 teams, I think, every year. And every team gets $250,000 to create their idea in biotech. And today's seminar is going to be saving the planet. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, I have five tickets to it. So if you guys want to go, let me know. What time does it start? 630. What time is it now? I have no idea. I didn't turn my phone on. That sounds really cool, though. And that's what it is. And so um, there's a lot of interest in it. I, I graduated in Bakersfield and came out here, but I always knew San Francisco was where I was going to do yeah. it. And so that is basically, it's so a... So how do they choose? Like, how do they choose? They choose your idea. So they choose your idea based on on whether you can patent it or you not. To, like present presented to them somehow, how much like, yeah usually it's a place for phds or postdocs or something yeah. but i'm going to apply to it as an undergraduate why not right why not right and uh and that's what it is you got to be in it to win it you got to fake it till you make it yeah. or make it till you can yeah. do so your own success yeah. right just like you guys do you have to make it right yeah because you could give up but you're not giving up which is so amazing out here oh my gosh the other night um, I think I had food poisoning, I think is what it was. I don't know. But, <laughs> I don't know what made me just think of this, but I got so sick, you know. It was coming out here, it was coming out down there, and I, I couldn't control it. Oh, my God. in a tent, right? I'm like, right. what do you do, you know? Well, it got so extremely uncomfortable. I actually had somebody call an ambulance for me. I'm like, I need to go to the hospital because it was just too much. And they took me to St. Francis. Uh-huh. And I you had can... heard things about them before. I had heard bad things about that hospital before. Really? Yeah. And everything I heard must be true, I swear, because 
they treated me so bad, and it was only because I was homeless. They, they knew I was homeless. Yeah. And you, they, you were no profit to them. They put me out in the middle. I'm not kidding you. They put me out in the middle of the night, covered in my own feces. From, they, they didn't clean my toilet the whole time I was there. They would not. It, it was just, just so many. He humiliated me, the nurse that was working that night. And he said, this isn't a homeless shelter or a hotel. Because I was like, I couldn't control. Oh, no, you didn't. Oh, no, you did not say that to me. But you ain't saying that to me. Mm-mm. I don't know who you is or who Uzi is is you thinks you is, but you did not go ahead and tell me that. How sickening, isn't that? How sickening. But that situation, this is this is real, right? This ain't no act. This ain't bullshit. This is real. This is the shit that they have to go through when you're on the streets because you deal with stigmas. And the people that look there, they're, they're not going to see the history of their work history, right? That they still have the jobs, that they're just bouncing around, all the things that happen, right? And that, they are not a profit, and so you're gone. And it must be unfortunate that they have to be at that level. That that's where medicine goes for. If you see the documentaries that are going on, people... Right. A nation. U.S. is a nation of tents. I was in the internship and driving around doing the mosquito abatement and going out and seeing all these people. Homeless. Rent's not going down in San Francisco. Buildings aren't new ones aren't going up. But you still have to have a labor force. Compassion. Jeez, compassion. But everybody's job is everybody's job, and it's single to them, and they're of their perspective of the life that they live in and what they've got going on, the bills that they've got to pay, the things that they've got to wake up and do, you know, the life that they're angry about because they're not living. They're not listening to the voice that's inside the head, the gut feeling. They're not doing that. I love it when the spirit does that. Drop the camera. I must have been getting shaken here. I must have, you know, it's, it's not their fault. It's just that's where we're geared in society is putting numbers of profit onto individuals because there is such rampant homelessness is going on and there are the spoiled bruised and dirty rotten apples among the basket of all and it's just what we are as human but doesn't the empathy just cry out it does to me man it just cries out Right. What are you going to do? Because you can I die don't, from... I don't want to leave. Yes. I don't feel good. I don't feel right yeah. yet. Like, I was nowhere near, you know, they had just got me hooked up to fluids and stuff like that. Right. Like, 20 minutes before they sent me out the door. 
so I was like not wanting to move, move right? And um, they had their security come and escort me out like I was a criminal or something. Wow. And the security guard was going, ew, look at her. I'm not touching her because I had shit on me. Right. And I had to walk home like that. You know, I, I asked them to call me a ride or something. They wouldn't. They gave me a bus token. And I get on the bus covered in dookie, you know? Right. I was so embarrassed and humiliated. And it just, it's just another example of how some people really have no idea. You have to consider you know, how you get your health care, how you get your flu shots, yeah. all that stuff, right? Do you guys have access to all that stuff? Yeah. Well, you know. San Francisco is really good about providing services and access to all those things. It is available and it is out there. And the people that don't get it are the people that choose not to put in the footwork to get it. Ah, okay. And there are a lot of people like that, you know, but not all of us are like that. Yeah. And so it really sucks to be put into that category and that's, you know, people stereotype. I understand it's hard not to, but... Some people don't realize that there are a lot of average nine to five working normal people that are homeless now. Yeah. You know, because of the economy or whatever their reason, you know, however they got here. Um, we're not all just a bunch of bums or dope fiends, you know. And I just like to get that message out any chance I can because people That's don't awesome. realize how many normal, you know, and I hate saying that normal, what's normal, right? <laughs> no, it's but, true. But it, I don't, I can't think of any other word Yeah. To, you know, and, you know, like Mayor Ed Lee was always really pushing for, you know, helping homeless people, but really they just want the tents gone so the tourists will come back more, you know, they, it's not really about helping us, it's about the city and making the city look better, you know. Yeah. That's how I feel anyway, that's my opinion. Right. And now, um. I don't know. We'll see. How do how do you get your neighbors? I mean, because <laughs> it's really interesting, right? Because if I look it down, really right? Is because is it who you know or who you've networked with or how long you've yeah, been out here? Basically, like we try to not let anybody else come down here because you know we know that nobody wants a billion freaking tents out in front of their business. Yeah. The guy on the other side of us, he paid us <laughs> to let him put his tent up there. Right. Um, because you need, and that is one thing, too, is a lot of people don't understand, is you do have some possessions. Yeah, you need help, yeah. a community on the to street look to look out. Because you can't be at the tent 24 hours a day, seven right. days a week. You know? Right. It's tough. The one day, um, we were in front of the store over there talking to a friend of ours we've seen. And it dawned on me that I had left the tent open, and I said, let me go shut it. Well, I got back, and it was shut already, and I just see the walls, like, moving back and forth. And somebody was in our tent, just that fast, somebody we'd never seen before in our life, digging through our shit, you know, getting ready to walk off with God knows what. Wow. You know, and I'm like, I know that's not a person in there. Like, please don't be a person in there. Like, I know. Right. And it was. And you have to worry about your safety out on the yeah. street too, right? So, Definitely. Wow, that is Definitely. that is amazing. Yeah. And then, if you if you had the uh, the ability, right, to go anywhere in the United States, 
if it wasn't your choice to be in San Francisco, where would it be? Um, <laughs> my husband has family in Florida. Uh-huh. A lot of family in Florida. And, um... I've been to... I've been to Jacksonville. That's where his family is. Oh, really? That's exactly where his family is. When yeah. I did sales, I traveled and, and I had to do a trade show over there. Growing up. His, Hot. His stepfather Woo. was in the Navy when he was growing up, so he lived a few different places. Oh. They settled in Jacksonville. Military brat. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So he had uh, My son was that. and a brother out there. His mom is out there. And, um, you know, she's getting a little bit older, so I want him to spend some time with her. Mm -hmm. And, um. Like home for me, you know, Ohio, it's, there's really nothing there. I have a great family there. I have great support there. But even they don't want to see me come back there because there's nothing there for me but trouble. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. You know, I just, yeah. um, right. it's not good there for me. There's nothing there for me. Um, I get that question a lot. Well, don't you have anywhere you can go or any family you can stay with? And I'm like, no, I really don't. Yeah. You know, I really don't. And, uh, now, how do you work with like, like eating healthy or organic or vegetables or stuff <laughs> like that? You know, I mean, when you have eating to. Eating is hard. Eating is hard. Man, thank God we get food stamps. But even then, you know, they only go so far because the only thing around, unless we really get on the bus and go to the grocery store, which is just a pain with the dog and everything. These grocery stores, I mean these liquor stores, they sell stuff for like triple what it is in the um, grocery in a regular grocery store. Mm -hmm. It's so expensive to eat around here, and um, none of these restaurants take food stamps either. None of these ones do, so it's very difficult. No micro, with no, you know. Right. So you're limited on what you can buy because yeah. it's just perishable. I mean, you don't have anything yeah. to microwave or any, right? I so just. I just went to the grocery store the other day, and I have a lot of stuff in here, but I was looking at it, and it's like, that's really sad. Like, it's some TV dinners and, you know, like cans of soup, and, you know, thank God we're in good with the guy at the store, and he'll let us, you know, warm stuff up for us, you know, nice. from time to time, but yeah. not all the time. We can't take advantage of it, like, all the time and piss him off. You right. Know, we gotta, like... <laughs> feel him out and know when we can and can't ask him. So it is, eating is hard. I, I don't know how like vegetarians or vegans or anybody like that would do it because it's hard. Yeah. And like a lot of people will bring around brown paper bags with sandwiches and stuff like that for us. A lot of churches do that, and, which is really nice. But all of them, <laughs> it'll be like some kind of meat and cheese, lettuce, and they will love mayonnaise on it and I hate mayonnaise <laughs> oh really mayonnaise is so, like the go-to cream yeah, protein know, they're trying to I give know, you right I oh I see okay and so I can never eat the sandwiches you know I'm a picky eater so it is it is hard it's really hard eating is hard what about entertainment <laughs> like I mean there's it is, it's, it a, is it's not like a, a theater is right across from you walking by is entertaining is it it's always something going on down here so you get Area. Observational humor. Oh yeah. Really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You spend a couple nights out here. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Just the, the the different types of people uh -huh. that are down out here, and you know, I don't know what they consider this area. If they consider it south of Market or the bottom of the Tenderloin, but I know a lot of people 
or like that's the good part of right. the Bible And it is, but it's a lot of, um, I don't know, to me it's got a lot of hidden charm, you know? San Francisco has a lot of hidden charm, right? Especially here in the Mission District. Look at us. We are in the bottom half of the last hour at uh, Beyond Our Comprehension podcast. Here at Mutiny Radio, you can listen live, mutinyradio.fm. And now you can see me live. If you go to Facebook, go to the group I Am Clem. <coughs> Excuse me. And you can join now live, right, in studio, and you can see what's going on. Right now, we are finishing up, and I may actually uh, go long with Beyond Our Comprehension into Clem's Castaway, and that's because it is very important, and I want to honor what a great person these individuals are and uh, what a struggle it is to live on the street. And so, hey, how you doing? <clears throat> Beyond Our Comprehension is playing live now at the group I Am Clem on Facebook. And I can see our sponsor, Norica's out there. You can go to YouTube, go to Norica on camera the sponsor of Beyond Our Comprehension, my wife. What an awesome, awesome story of male to female. She will tell you everything you need to know, the heartache, the joys. It is fantastic. I don't want to give it away. Go to her site, Norica on Camera, her channel on YouTube, and you will see her transition video and I can't watch it. I love her so much. It drives me to tears because she doesn't tell as much of her story as it needs to be told. And she is funny. It's like I said before, right? I've seen the people that come across the stage and they're writing jokes and stuff like that. Nobody is as funny naturally as her. It is amazing. And she uses that she uses that in her career, right? Taking care of patients. She's beautiful. She's a beautiful human. You're beautiful to me. Let's listen to another beautiful human out there living on the streets of San Francisco. If I was a person in another country and I wanted to go somewhere, it's kind of the people who live on the street know kind of everything about right, it. Right, right, right. So where's the best get place? a lot of that, too. A lot of tourists, you know, come and socialize with us. And really? And want to okay. know where to go and where the good clubs are and all that. A lot of times. A lot Do you think things. other countries don't have as much of a stigma of kind of a migratory a multi-million dollar company okay. that's in the biotech industry. All right, let me see if okay. I can find that spot and what again. Once a billion freaking tents out in front of their business or any family you can stay with, and I'm like, no, it's the only thing around unless we really get on the bus and go to the grocery store, which is just a pain. Perishable. I mean, you don't have yeah. anything to matter. I'm good with the guy at the store, and do it because it's hard. Yeah. And, like, a lot of people... Oh, yeah. Really? 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You spend a couple nights out here. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. And all that. A lot of times. Do you think other countries don't have as much of a stigma of kind of a migratory? All right. So that was the end of that segment. And I, I wondered that. I wondered if other countries don't have the stigma. And please, if you're watching live on I Am Clem Group, can you go ahead and share that we're live here and go to or comment uh, down below. Remember, you can always, if you can't watch live, you can listen live. Go to mutinyradio.fm. That's mutinyradio.fm and click the speaker. Who knows what podcast you may find in the archives or in the live studio that may hook you for life. And that's what we want to do is we want to give you a new perspective on life here at Beyond Our Comprehension. So if you would and you're watching live out there in the group on Facebook, I am Clem. Can you go ahead and share us on Twitter and on your Instagram out there? Just give us a shout out. And we're talking about living on the streets. We're talking about being homeless in the United States. We're talking about the struggles. And there are struggles. There are a lot of struggles all the time. I'm trying to pull up the videos here in succession. And I think all I have to do is really just match up the one that goes for the people. Let's see what she's talking about here. Ah, there we are. So we found it. And so I was asking is, do other countries have a different view on the migratory life of individuals or families uh, different than the stigma that it has here in America? Because my f whole generation, <clears throat> the generation that had me came from a generation that traveled from the Midwest when the Dust Bowl came out and were migratory, right? We know the people in the wagons and they're broken down and, the, and just the, the poor farmer, the plight of it was amazing. So much that like books were written that, that recaptured, right? The, the farm pickers, right? When there wasn't really a, a large difference in, in the, you know, I don't think it was much more than, than African-Americans. And there was probably Filipino-Americans at the time. And then there was Spanish-Americans, however you guys want to say it. If I was, you know, having a conversation with my first wife, it would be there was black people, there was Mexican people, and there was Filipino people and white people. And those are the people that worked on the fields because she was out there as a child with her mom you know she was uh she's mexican if you ask her and she was out there and she saw it right it was real shit there weren't a lot of jobs and you know there was poor farming practices in the midwest a lot of not water and, and 
poor ecological um, practices and, and, you know, it just devastated and it caused a lot of people that, to lose their property, to lose their homes. Thank goodness we have technology today and agriculture science today that, and, and environmental science today and things that have put stuff in place and teach people how not to repeat history so devastating like that. And it's going to be very important with what's happening at the accelerated weather change that we'll be seeing as our planet shakes off the ice. You know, it's, it's inevitable. It is the, the seas will be as amount 70 feet higher. Whether you're alive to see it, I don't know. What generation you are going to be connected with, I don't know. It's amazing. You know, this is my birthday week and I am having such a blessed time because I am a miracle. It's a miracle I'm alive, right? The universe saw to align everything. Thank you, Brother Hopkins, Brother Mike, Brother Chris. Thank you to Officer Serwick, Sergeant Camacho. Thank you to the doctors and the ambulance people and thank you to my wife golly i was at john doe who gets to change their name like that right who everybody just i mean you can get a nickname assigned but who just goes by oh i'm a john doe now i didn't have a choice if i had to pick a name i would go with more like clark kent right superman was my favorite uh hero so but no i get john doe okay well you know i had that cardiac death and when my sister called her and she heard the boy she heard the news she went ape well that's love she ran out of the house ran down the street to the daughter of one of the the patients, a mother that she was taking care of. And begged them to drive her over to UC Davis Medical Center Because her fiance had just had a heart attack and was in a coma. How special is it? To have someone like that in your life. What she has gone through with me is so amazing. The love. Cupid's arrow. It's like I can't. It's like I can't put. Um. It's like I can't put my body together. Cupid's arrow 
blew it apart. Do you know when you love somebody so much, like the smell? So guys don't want to be guys, right? This is my guy, right? You know, we want to grab our balls <coughs> and spit, you know, and be manly and, you know, walk around with anger, stuff like that. But if you really talk to men, we love puppies, right? We like, we like springtime unless we have hay fever and allergies. We like a good meal, a good satisfying meal. And we like to just zone out and space out and not think about anything for hours on time. How funky are, are we as men? Funky. That we would even have women that would fall in love with us is friggin' amazing on itself, right? That is amazing on itself. But women who love us that will stick through no matter what to share and be each other and just love and be around and experience life to the fullest that we can and be passionate and have joy and do everything. No matter if we're living where we are, if we're in the car, if we're in a trailer, if we're in a tent. See, that's why when you look at the tents that are on the side of the road, you don't know the stories behind that. You don't know the love that is furnished inside. Because you look on the outside of that tent. You don't see what's in the inside. What soul, what family, what people who are trying to have a great life. No matter where they are. And that's just where they are right now. In their journey in this world where we all can toss a, a coin, you know. For me, I ignored that left arm pain. And luckily, I was working out as much as I did. I definitely have a, a wife who, who keeps me a little bit more toe in the line now. And that's great. It's amazing. But it's holidays. And every man wants every woman to have the best thing in life. No different. Nobody's any different. We all are humans of empathy and we want everyone to succeed. We don't want anyone to be in harm's way. Even when we forget that and the chaos of the world, right? That just social machine that's going on, that's just cranking out program after program of a life. And you just got to say, oh, okay, well, am I going to absorb that program? And that's what I'm going to do or whatever, right? It's all a fantasy except for love. Isn't that amazing? Let me drop a little science on you, all right? And if you're smarter than I am, 
and you can refute this, then come on my show. <clears throat> Color is just a reflection of a wavelength, right? In the visible wavelength, when we go low to like 400 nanometers, when we go up to like six or 700, you want to test me on it, go ahead. You can go in LinkedIn right now, type in Michael Klim, look down at my degree. And if you think that I'm talking bullshit right now, then go ahead and call me on it. I don't care. Send me a message. You want to debate this? I'll tell you right now, everything in our color that we see as, as different kinds of you know, separation is just a reflection from pigments that are created and society puts that difference on everybody. We're of the same genus, but we could have different kind of outcropping species within us. You look at the way birds migrate, right? Certain birds will stay within certain classes of birds. You see with certain tall people stay with certain tall people, right? There's something evolutionary about it. But everything that goes out in society is just a social programming of what we constructed, right? We want to call it brown? Okay, we'll call it brown. But there's a physics behind it that it means it could be something totally different. And, you know, your pattern of recognition in your eyes could mean it's totally different. So that means everything in the world is a construct in and of itself if you break everything down to the physical laws and the only thing that is different between each other is the mutations in the environment and the nurturing that goes on. So mutations of nature and nurture. That's it. So whatever you have to do as far as you're running around for holidays when you're passing people, you have to just understand you're just passing another being of energy. It's just what we are. Big old electrical energies, you know, walking around. I remember Dr. Naganuma uh, at Sacramento City College when I was in his class. Woo, Stanford PhD, tough. He gave us an exam we, we, we called and, and everybody in the class nicknamed the Naganuma mind-blowing exam. After we took that final, nobody could move. It was so in-depth. It was at such a level in the cellular and molecular class that it, it inhibited us from getting out of our chairs. That is a true story. Old school PhD, old school, right? Science, Stanford professors wanted to torture you. And, you know, he'll tell you, we're just electrical circuits. That's how you can talk about cells and talk about nerves and talk about everything that goes on. Connected. And we're connected to the people that are in different environments than us, even if it's around the globe. And you'll see him every day. But don't, don't judge them through the perception of what you have. Because... What they're going through just may be beyond the comprehension of you at this moment of your path life. But it doesn't mean it's not going to, something's not going to happen, right? Going forward, it doesn't mean that something can't totally change you, totally wreck you, kill you, or, you know, 
become a miracle. So we have to be able to love. Everything else is a social program. Your shoes, your dress, your clothing, it could be anything that you wanted. You could stop right now. And as long as you're okay with people thinking you're crazy, you have to accept some kind of an insanity because it takes insanity to be able to stop back from everybody and say, I'm sorry, but the way you're looking at life is not the way that I look at life. Separate yourself and you can do whatever you want to and be whoever you want to. Strong enough is whatever right now, right? Because the only thing that you need to understand, the only true thing is love. Falling into love, falling out of love. Everything else is just fake, right? Somebody has a stature on a certain brand that everybody's wearing and you either accept that or don't, but it's all fakery, right? With enough backing, you could be just a star like everybody else. Whatever talent it be, it may not be singing, but whatever it is, right? But love and relationship in and out of it is the only really true thing on this planet. Imagine if you just loved you, started there, and worked outward. Man, like a stone in a pond, the ripple goes out. And so you got to love our brothers and sisters that are out there on the street. you got to. As much, man, as much as that woman who loves me. Norca on camera on YouTube. She is amazing. Let's see what she says <laughs> about people in other countries that they have stigmas. A little different stigma about the homeless in America. As much as the U.S. does? I don't know. I was curious about that myself. I don't know. Because you hear about I a lot of people that go... I'm backpacking through Europe. Yeah, I'm going to yeah, take yeah. a hostel, right? Yeah, right. So it seems like there's some other countries that are more open to, obviously, right. there can't be, right. you know, but but it's interesting that, you know, the tourists like go, hey, let's go. A lot of people somewhere. come here and then never leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how a lot of people got here in San Francisco. Correct. My wife was one. Here. You know, I was young. I was stupid. You know, I thought I knew it all. Right. I followed a guy here. He ended up leaving like right after I got here and going back home and I stayed. I don't know why, but I did. I just, I figured it was now or never, you know, I would just try to make something, make it, you know, try to. Do you? Okay. You know, I did okay. Um, Yeah. I was fortunate, you know, it can be rough for, um, to be a young female out here, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of people that can prey on young females, you know, and if you, um, if you're naive or you're from out of state, you know, it's really fast paced down here. And, um, it's a, it was a big culture shock and a big change from home. You know, I remember when I first got here, I couldn't believe, like, for example, I had never seen a transvestite in my life. Really? I had never. Yeah. I had never. And I got here and there was like a dude walking naked with, you know, and a woman dressed like a dude over here. And it was just new to me, you know. I was like, whoa, they really do that out here. Like, (laughs) wow. Was it something that there was like rumors, but people who grow up back east ago, California is like this. Yes. And so when you came out, you were like, 
Wait, it is really like this? Yes, yes. And like, for example, um, when I first came out here, I was still using, and you know, they have the needle exchanges here. Um, they don't have those in Ohio. Like, where I'm from, if you don't have a prescription for insulin, you can't get between needles. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm dead serious. Matter of fact, if you get caught with any needles, you get that's your charge, paraphernalia charge. So, I just couldn't believe that they, they give you all that stuff, you know, they give you clean needles, clean things, cook it in, clean this, clean this. That blew my mind, you know, yeah. but really it's a wonderful thing, you know. Um, it's crazy. <laughs> and can I ask you what you are most addicted to? Um, I was a heroin addict. Heroin? Yeah, I am a heroin addict. I'll always be an addict. Okay. Um, but it was a different life, you know? Right, right. Yeah. Can I ask you, as most people say, did you start with, do you think, did you start with something else kind of a drug and then move to heroin? Yeah, I, when I was younger, um, I dibbled and dabbled in a little bit of anything that right. they put in front of me. I think, like most teenagers, you know, it wasn't until... Um, after high school and stuff like that that I tried any of the harder stuff and I guess it was just curiosity more than anything that guy we were talking about that I followed out here uh, he was a heroin addict and so I, I don't like to say that he did that to me or he because he didn't you know I wanted to do it but um, he didn't have a problem with it <laughs> you know do you I, think? At the time I met him, uh, you know, I was working a really good job. I had uh, two cars. I had my own place to live, and he didn't have shit. So, mm. but a little bit of charm that I fell for, unfortunately. <laughs> yes, we all do you that know, at times in life, right? If I only would have listened to mom and dad back then, <laughs> they said he was no good, you know. But I knew it all. Do you, Do you think people are more susceptible? That uh, let me rephrase that. Do you think different people are more susceptible to be an addict or not, right? So do you think there's there's just exist people that genetically are predisposed to being an addict of anything? OCD, or like gaming, right? Right? Um, right? Drugs, that anything could be just over? Honestly, the biggest factor that I think, one of the biggest factors is the environment that you're in or you grow up in. Yeah. I think that can have a lot of influence. But see, like me, honestly, I was never, I was never abused. I was never um, mistreated. My family was great. My mother or father are not addicts. They do not use. They do not drink. Nothing. Um, I have some uncles and my grandfather who drinks and is an addict. But um, I was never around it. I never seen it. I never. I don't know what. I honestly don't even know what. You know, other than curiosity and... Isn't that so ironic, right? I mean, you know, even her perception. Her perception is, you know, m most things come from probably nurture. When uh, it comes from, you know, to addiction or something like that, you know, that forces us into that. But, you know, part of it, then it goes in. She had... I'm sure she had some kind of uh, different levels of trauma going through. I think we all do as we're growing up. Uh, but her parents are basically, you know, very supportive. Had both of them still. Um, 
you know, there's people out that haven't had any parents. And so the guidance going forward is, is kind of bleak and they don't really don't know. But she had, you know, some direction. And even with the direction, we are animals. We try to say that we're not. We try to create the social contracts we do so we can make, you know, the ability for millions to live in cities, billions to be on the globe. But we are, we're animals, right? We're curious people. We create some interesting things, some not so good, some really good. There's always a debate. But I thought it was, I wanted to point out how ironic that statement was. And then I got to make a decision. I got to make a decision on whether I cut this off. And, uh, and we transition to the open mic and, or I leave it going. And what I may do, because it's a lot of stuff to digest, I may just go ahead and, and we may save that, the rest of it for um, our Christmas Eve special. Hey, that's right. We're having Christmas Eve here at the radio from 2 to 6 p.m. We're going to be here. Beyond our comprehension and the open mic. So if you want to join us Christmas Eve, come on down. If you got nowhere to go, come on. We'll, uh, we'll you know, start the, uh, the uh, interview early in the podcast, but we can go into festive there. I don't know. I got I to gotta decide. What am I going to do? I got a minute, a couple minutes to decide, huh? Let's see. Let's finish some of this. Wanting to be the fun one, wanting to have fun, you know. So it's such a hard call, you know. It, it's so hard to say what makes anybody really um, start on stuff like that, you know, because I've heard it told a thousand different ways, you know. Yeah. And um, everybody's just got their own path sometimes, yeah, huh? They doesn't say, it? They say it's in your genes and this and that, but. How do we really know that, you know? Good. That's a 